Welcome to the She Speaks podcast with Janine and Meredith. She stands for story, healing, and experience. We desire to create a space for women to have honest conversations and share their stories. We are so happy that you're here. We are so excited to interview women in different roles and stages of life. Our goal is to provide a safe space where women can share their story openly and honestly. We believe that by allowing women to share their stories, we can learn, grow, and trust that we aren't alone. All women are loved, valued, and worthy. We believe each woman has a story to tell. Hey guys, welcome back to the She Speaks podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Michelle Saldeba and she's going to share on her story of resilience. But we just wanted to put a disclaimer that we will be talking about some serious topics like suicidal thoughts and abortion. We hope you enjoy the episode and we'll be back in two weeks to share another woman's story. Hey guys, we are so excited to have you here um, at the She Speaks podcast. Today we have a very special guest. My name is Meredith and um, we're going to get right into it. My name is Janine and I'm Meredith's co-host and this is our guest, Michelle Saldeba. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. (laughs) I I just thought I'd be silly. I am so blessed and honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're, we're privileged to have you join our podcast. And, you know, before we get into our topic tonight uh, that, that you're going to be speaking about, we have one really, really important personal question first. Okay. okay. And this is something we'll be asking, uh, you know, probably all of our guests. But we need to know at the height of COVID lockdown, how many rolls of toilet paper did you have in your house? <laughs> well, I had. Hmm, I would say about 92 rolls. <laughs> okay. So this is a woman that prepared recently. Okay. Of so like, you know, one, year, one year's worth or so. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for, for being with us, Michelle. And uh, we are just so excited to hear more about your story and your healing and your experience as that's what she stands for. Awesome. So over to you, Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just a disclaimer before we start, we are um, the She Speaks podcast, as we mentioned before. Um, we are blessed to um, attend Sunrise Church and uh, be a part of She Ministries. So if you want to check out She Ministries on Instagram, you can. Um, we are going to, yeah, just have a conversation with Michelle and hear a little bit more about her story. Um, we are super unofficial, super casual um, like. podcast, and we just want to want to have have fun and uh, get to know each other and uh, share women's stories. So um, Michelle, why don't you tell us, yeah, just a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Wow. So I am a native of Jamaica, beautiful island of Jamaica. I have two beautiful children, Kia and Mikey, one, oh, and Zion. (laughs) Three beautiful kids, I should say. I like to include Mikey in that. He's my son-in-law. And I have a beautiful granddaughter, Mia. She's 15 months old. 
And lately, you know, I've been back to work. Thank heavens for that. I just got a new position as a family therapist and totally loving it. And on the side, I am a DJ for Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I have a gospel hour every Thursday night from 6 to 7 p.m. on that program. And then on Saturday nights on the same station, I do a little thing called Caribbean Sounds with a co-host, Mellow Mel. Um, but my passion is really in the Thursday evening program because lots of encouragement, gospel, R&B, hip-hop, music. Um, yeah, so that's my love and that's what I've been doing. And trying to finish my degree, I've been given an extension until May 2021 to complete my doctorate in counseling as well. So um, I'm almost there, got through the synopsis. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing in my spare time. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, yes, Michelle is amazing and a woman of many, many talents. She is not only a counselor, she's also a DJ. She's doing her PhD. She's a mama of two and a grandma. So she's a busy, busy woman, but she's yes. amazing. And a wonderful, wonderful woman of God. So we are so excited uh, to have her as a guest today. Um, so you mentioned uh, you just kind of stepped into a counseling role, which is so exciting. What's drawn you to um, pursue the counseling field? Oh, man. My journey. I, um, I, I, we are all, we all are overcomers, but I pride myself in saying I'm overcomer by the blood of Jesus, by his grace towards me. And I think God has prepared me for the battlefield when it comes to, you know, just being victorious and overcoming different traumas and abuse and just seeing the power of God, the hand of God in my life. And that's my passion to see not just women, but all lives just being set free and to share the hope of Jesus and, to, you know, teach, lead people to a life in Christ, you know, the hope and the, the joy that's in him using my, not just my successes, but my failures and how they too can use their failures and successes for a wonderful life in Christ. That's beautiful. That's so good. Um, and I love that you say to set, um, woman free and to share the hope of of Christ and uh, share your story with people. You have an incredible testimony. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about how you came to Jesus and um, yeah, your testimony. Well, I came from a non-Christian home. Like I said, born and raised in Jamaica. Um, Christ grabbed me at the altar one day at the age of 11. Um, being baptized in Holy Spirit. Some people might like, what is that? But it was so surreal to me that I even had a new language. I don't mean like French and Japanese or anything like that, but it was a prayer language that I had no idea really what was happening. It was later explained to me. Um, but that encounter, um, my life had never been the same. And no matter how many times I had tried to wander off in my own strength, trying to find joy, peace, and happiness because of the broken home I came from with, um, through divorce. My dad divorced my mom um, when we were younger. My mom passed away also when I was um, just six, turning 16 from complications from pregnancy uh, after postpartum depression, actually, you know, back then they did shock treatments. And so just seeing how she deteriorated as a result of going through shock treatments and the medication, she was a beautiful woman. She actually did modeling and so forth. But with her illness, my dad had it, found it hard to 
live with her as he was as we grew up um, because she was on her death certificate had manic depressive and um, it also had on it that basic coronary failure which I can probably get into that later you can check out my book although it's being edited again but there is a finished copy from before when I had released it the Jamaican woman at the well um, because as a result of her life, my dad wasn't a believer then, praise God. He also knows who Christ is and the healing and the restoration that's in him. But he was a womanizer. He cheated on my mom all the time. Even myself, I used to try setting him up with some of my girlfriend's mom, parents because when he left my mom, he married another woman, which was truly like a Cinderella story. She was very evil to us. And her too also came to Christ. This woman also, my ex-stepmother, she also came to Christ. But as a result of what we saw in the family, I always, my passion was to find the perfect husband, the white picket fence, maybe a tire swing outside. You know, what you see on my favorite show back then was Little House on the Prairie. You probably don't know that one, Mary. I don't know if Janine probably might know Little House on the Prairie, but it I was, do, I do know that one. You know it? Yeah, it was that, but they were like a perfect family. Everything was so beautiful and, you know, they worked through their stuff. Too. And so that was my passion. And I did, I went about it the wrong way, you know, got involved in unhealthy relationships, abusive situations abortions had children got my pregnant um like it goes on I, I you know i on this unwanted pregnancies as a result of hoping maybe if i had a child i would snatch that husband up with and he want to marry me but as a result it was with any and anyone and so self-induced miscarriage just a journey that i went through and um it was until christ met me where i was and showed me that he is the only one that can fill that void. Your passion is not about finding a husband and finding a home and the perfect job and all these things you can have and still be empty and lonely. And he filled that empty void that I had. And um, yeah, went on that journey and learning more about him. <laughs> yeah, what, I, what, uh, what I'm really hearing from you is like the, the story of resilience and I know that's something we we talked about just in advance of recording this podcast and so I would love to to hear from you more about resilience like um, you know what what helped you to to rebuild from the places that you were and to you know be resilient and restored to um, to how you're moving forward today um wow I mean of course, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I remember you guys had asked me was um, if I could share a story about my life that shaped my faith, that what makes me keep going. And so as a result of that, what what was passionate? And I mentioned resilience, yes. Resilience leading despite adversity and limitations. And I think what it is, I have seen... Um, God moving my life in so many ways, even times when I just didn't want it anymore. You know, I used to question like if, you know, if this God is so real, then for my son, for example, why would I have a child that has a disability that, you know, now he's okay. He, I mean, he still has a disability, but, you know, at the time I felt so sorry for him growing up, you know, because he had, you know, he's hemiplegia, he's paralyzed on the right side. I used to hold maybe in the early days of his life, I used to think it was punishment. You know, you finally have a child and that you want 
and now he's born like this is because as, as a result of all the abortions that you had and even the self-induced miscarriages is punishment for you just lies of the enemy like try to you know speak down to myself and um just seeing god show me no michelle you know um and he showed me this so clearly one day in a in a, a dream and even just in a vision make it, it was almost like a theophany so clear you know because i was like i have all these talents i have all these giftings and i'm stuck and i'm putting that in air quotes doing children's ministry i've worked as a children's pastor for like 15 years at a church and I have so much inside me. I have my degrees and my master's in counseling. I have a bachelor's in theology and pastoral leadership. And what am I doing? I've just felt like I was just a bigger program, bigger VBSs, let's bring a horse. What is this God? And he said, you think about all those children that you've lost and you know, he's given me these babies. I've had so many children that has passed through the children's ministry for like 15 years. Plus they're married. They've had children. They're grown up and they still call me onto Michelle to this day. These are all the babies. You know, these are all the children that you thought you've lost that are here. And um, he's just shown me all the guilt that I thought, I mean, serving in ministry, I had so much guilt that I didn't even know I really had in regards, because I would surrender, God, and forgive me for the abortions. I'm, I'm so wicked. I've committed murder. How could I do that? And I'd forgive my, ask him for his forgiveness, but I wasn't accepting the forgiveness from him. And one day he showed me that as well. You know, your kid marks on the wall and he races and imagine every year for the next 20 years, he keeps saying, mommy, I'm so sorry for marking on the wall. Even though the wall's been cleaned, we've moved on from the house, moved on to another zone and he keeps coming back to you. Oh, mommy, please forgive me for writing on the wall. You need to accept God's forgiveness. And when I did, the joy that I felt from that and just so always remembering God's faithfulness, knowing that no matter what you're going through, even no matter how hard it may be. And I shared with, with you guys earlier before the podcast about one of my greatest battles I've ever been through, despite so many different forms of abuse, so many different traumas, you know, addictions and things I've been through. One of the hardest for me was um, ministry battles in the, from the church. And I know many people stay away from the church because they've been hurt by the church or they feel abused by the church. And I can fully agree. And so trust was a huge one for me in being resilient and, and being a leader despite all these things because you can't get through life without trusting. And so that these are some of the things why I would like to share with anyone about resilience and how we're all leaders in Christ's kingdom, despite whatever adversities, despite whatever speech impediments you may have or limit, whatever the limitations, God has your back. And no matter what you're going through, he is for you. He, he, he will get you through it. And he does put people around you to help you through it. You're not in this alone. And so I always am tuned in for the Merediths and for the pastor Chris's and the, you know, all the brothers and the sisters in the faith, like he, he puts people around you and you just have to eyes, have your eyes open, be willing to trust and get up and brush yourself off and keep going again. Hope that wasn't too long winded to explain it all, but God's yeah. just faithful. <laughs> that is amazing, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing. I think you hit some, you hit some of my heartstrings just hearing uh, some of the things that, that that you spoke about. I was like, you know, weeping a little bit over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, that 
seeing seeing the restoration happen what a beautiful thing right and and being reminded of all the things that you, that each person has been through it's not for for nothing right that there's beautiful things coming in spite of it um and so what a what an amazing uh, what an amazing story uh, and details that you've shared with us thank you so much you mentioned earlier when we were chatting uh before the podcast about how you've seen god work in so many amazing ways in your life. And so you know that you can trust in him because of those experiences. So I would love to for you to speak a little bit more uh, to that. Um, yeah, trust. Um, I think we can't go through life without trusting. Whether it's trusting the virtues that we might be sitting on, we may have sat on it every day, but we never checked it today to see if the leg's gonna just wobble and break beneath us. Um, we trust that wind is real because we can feel it on our faces and we're, when it's blowing, but we don't know, we can't see it, but we feel it. But, um, and similarly, I put that blind faith in him because, um, first of all, I believe in the word of God. I believe that it's inspired by him. I believe what it says and we don't have to understand everything. And I mean, the Bible says we won't understand everything. And so I literally um, have to believe that when it says he doesn't give us more than we can bear, than we can handle, that he means that. So on those times when I feel this is it, um, you guys are women, so you might, I'm sure, but I'm going to say, I know you have been in those places when you cry, like you feel you're literally going to die, like there's this elephant sitting on your chest or you could pull the hair out of your head. And the only thing that stops you from not screaming and crying to that point is because you're afraid that the person in the next room or next door may, or across the street may probably hear you the way you want to wail it out. And when you get to that point, because I believe every time you get to that point is because God's trying to stop you in your track and say, Hey, Michelle, you've been doing a little bit too much without me here. You've been a little bit too busy all for me, some of it, but not, with me on your own for me and i appreciate it but your sacrifices are like whatever i want you and so he'll put me in that place where i'm literally elephant on the chest i can't even pray i can't even utter a word just groan sometimes in my spirit i'm just crying out loud on the inside jesus just chanting it in my mind to the point where a little Jesus will come, whisper of his name will come out. And there's something about calling on the name. And I've seen him. And that's because I trusted his word that he says he is there. And when I don't feel him, I just, I'm going to say, I, I'm not a, a person who would like to sit and pray for hours on end and chant in the spirit and do all those things. But I like to go to him real. I mean, when I met him on April 16, 2003 at 5.27 a.m., like I said to you earlier, I was F-bombing in that prayer because I was desperate. I was murder suicidal of myself and my daughter back then. God, I need you now. And God wants us in that place. And so whenever I'm at that heavy spot, because I've always seen the countless times where he's pulled me out of it. And whenever he pulls me out of that zone, he moves in such a ridiculously supernatural way that there's no way I can not give him glory. Like my position, the job I just got, um, my son's here, like things that are even just in this particular season, what I just came out of, 
I knew because I remembered his faithfulness that something big is coming and God, I need you. I am crying and he know, and you know when you get there, you know, and sometimes, I th like I said earlier, thank you for the woman of She International and, you know, some of the people that God has put around me. I, I pray, I thank God that he's given me that remembrance always that, I know you're feeling it, but look around. There's people that are around you that are reaching out, that care for you. So it's like, okay. And just when I'm at that point, he breaks through in a way that I cannot give no one glory but him. Like things that happen. And so I always have to keep remembering his faithfulness of testimonies past. And so every morning, well, probably 95% of the morning, I'll be like, God, I want a song this morning. I want you to just convict my heart onto righteousness. Remind me of what you've done. I don't want to ever forget those things because I know, you know, and I'm also nervous of what the next journey, the next step is because he, he, he gives you, you know, he blesses you, he takes away, he gives you. And so just honoring him through it all. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's so good that's so so good that whole idea of resilience we can prove to ourselves that things will be better because we can look back and see how things have worked out i think that's that's a big key as well to know like if if i've been brought through this situation and that past situation and the one before i can have more trust that you know when the next problem comes up because it will because that's life right <laughs> when the next problem comes up that um i do i do have that trust that i will make it through um and uh and if you're on a faith journey and you're listening to this and uh you you know that you know your faith probably has has brought you through some really key situations and maybe if you're listening right now you don't have faith quite yet but you know even in your life you can see you know how some things have worked out um and what a powerful story from michelle in in just how her faith has really propelled that forward that's uh, what i've what i've heard throughout everything that you've shared so i know we're coming to a close here um i wondered michelle is there is there just one last encouragement that you'd love to leave with any woman listening to She Speaks? I'd just like to say, if you don't know who Christ is and you're wondering why, why things are, if you're just asking yourself why, you know, I would say, why not Jesus? Like, I really believe that he is knocking on your heart's door. And I want to tell you that there's nothing that you've done. There's no no, there's no nothing that you have done that will separate you from God's love for you. And there's no situation that you're going through that God cannot heal you, restore you. There's no relationship. And I can tell you, it's just a matter of trusting him and give him a try. Open up your hearts and just say, you know, like I said, when I met him on that morning of 527 a.m. April 16, 2003, I was by myself in my living room on my knees crying out to him from my heart and at that time i was only remembering what i remembered at 11 years old not even back in 97 when i said i came to you know thought i'd give him a try i remember what i heard in sunday school f-bombing in my prayer if you're the god that i heard michelle talking about or janine and meredith talking about I'm going to cry unto you right now. I need you right now. I'm calling on you from my heart right now. I need you to move in my marriage. I need you to move in my workplace. I need you to move in my finances. I need you in to move in my life. I need a joy. I need this liberation. 
problems will still be there like Janine said I mean it's life things happen but with him you can walk through fire and not feel burned by it because you know who you have standing standing in your in your corner with you Thank you so much for joining us for the She Speaks podcast. Janine and I are so excited to have you guys here and have the opportunity to share women's stories. So check back in two weeks and we will be interviewing another amazing woman.